Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Health Cafe. I'm your host, Vanessa Tiu, and I hope you all have been having a great week. I am so excited for today's episode. We are coming up on the end of the summer, which also means the beginning of my personal favorite season, fall. So today we are chatting all things fall reset, how to get into a good routine, and overall just getting the cozy vibes ready to go. But before we get into that, let's chat our segments. So what is fueling me today? Is it too niche if I honestly just say the transition from summer to fall? Genuinely, I think that the last quarter of the year is my favorite. Like from September to December, I am just a happy, thriving gal. And I am so excited for everything that comes with fall. We have the cooler weather. We have beautiful leaves. We have Thanksgiving. Then we go into November and we get a little bit of snow. We get Christmas and the vibes are honestly just vibing. I love it so much. So I I'm just someone that thrives in the fall and I love it. Like, yes, summer, summer is great. I love the warm weather. I love being able to wear shorts and tank tops outside, sit in the sun, but there's just something about like a crisp fall September morning that mm, just tickles my funny and I love it. Don't get me wrong, September in Toronto can honestly still feel like summer sometimes, but I think that we've had such a cool, or like not such a cool, but a cooler summer in Toronto this year that I think we're just probably going to get a little bit of an early fall. As long as it doesn't come with an early winter, I'll be good, but I'd be okay with like having, I want to say like 10, 15 degree weather for longer. Like if I can wear pants and a sweater outside, I am golden. That is like my cup of tea. I love it. Next up, what am I sipping on? What has been going on in life lately? I definitely think that with these few and far between podcast episodes, I have way more to chat and way more to catch you guys up on in this little segment. So recently we've been doing a lot of engagement party planning and a little bit of wedding planning, slowly getting into that. Definitely we are still taking our time and just enjoying the process, but we have seen a few venues, some that we love, some that we don't, and definitely are still taking our time to try and decide. You guys, trying to decide on a wedding venue is so hard and I am so type A, so you know I made all of the Excel sheets, all the spreadsheets, all of the PowerPoints. I compare everything and I think Alan loves that about me. It's just that we can go through every detail together and really just be able to like make a formulated decision, which I think is great because at the end of the day, I'll know that whatever decision we make will be the right one and a good one and you can't really go wrong, I feel like, in this whole process because there's always something that's bound to go wrong. So I think that coming at it with the perspective of knowing that something is bound to go wrong, like you'll just end up being happy and enjoying whatever happens. So that's kind of my thought process when we've been looking at venues. And obviously we have some ideal ones and obviously we have a budget. So there's lots of more strict factors to consider when it comes to that. But definitely the venues we have been looking at have both very similar but very different vibes. I think 
we definitely have an idea of what we ideally would like, but are open to kind of a different setting and different atmosphere. I don't want to spoil anything yet because I do have YouTube wedding episodes coming and all of the venue tour is going to go up on TikTok as well. So you guys will get to see everything eventually, but I thought I'd give you just a taste for you special podcast gals because you guys are the real ones. But as I said, we also have been planning our engagement party. I think we're having kind of a mid-fair-sized engagement party. Not anything too crazy because our wedding is going to be, I feel like, on the bigger side as well. So it's just a lot of like close friends and family, but we are having it in a rental space. And I am designing and planning everything. It's not that I'm just type A, but I also love being able to be so involved in every single detail. And I feel like I've had visions of what I want every part of this process, both engagement party, like bridal showers, bachelorette and wedding to look like. I'm definitely one of those girls that has been dreaming about and looking forward to this forever. And I also think it is just more cost effective if you have the time to be able to plan everything yourself, which I obviously do because I do work for myself. I am able to carve out time in my schedule to dedicate to planning and researching and doing all the things that a planner would do for you. So for me, it made sense to plan everything myself and I have been loving every single step. I I think that it's so much fun to be involved in everything and I really can make my vision come to life and figure out exactly what I want. Maybe it's not going to be as perfect as if a planner had done it, but I'm going to love it all just the same and be so proud because I put all that time and effort into it. And obviously I have Alan helping me out, helping me make decisions and just like supporting me in the process as well, which I love. Like we're very aligned when it comes to the aesthetics and things that we want. So I'm really grateful for that, that so far we haven't butted heads too much. And then I also have amazing friends that are going to like help me set up and also have been like inputting here and there. So definitely have lots of sources of help as well. So I don't feel too overwhelmed with the wedding planning and engagement planning process yet, but I know it'll hit me at some point of being like, oh my goodness, there's so much to do and I'll just have to like take a breather and take a step back. But we haven't gotten there yet, so we're going to cross our fingers and hope that it doesn't happen. In terms of the engagement party vibe, although it's in fall, it is definitely going to be giving garden party, very minimal, elegant, lots of whites and greenery, florals, candles. Think about that when you're envisioning my engagement party. And again, there will be a wedding series episode fully on this and how I've been planning it and all that good stuff. But that is just a taste of the aesthetics of what the engagement party is going to look like. But now let's move on to the next segment, which you guys know, my recent go-tos. Let's chat through them. First up, I don't know if it's too early to say this because it just isn't even September yet, but I've already been wearing them. It's Birkenstock clogs. I got two pairs last year, one like dupey pair from Joe Fresh that were just flimsy and not the best, but I wore them to death. And then I got a real pair and this was closer to the end of the fall season, so they didn't have much wear in them. And I love them. I've already worn them at least five or six times, and it definitely has not even been cooled out. Mind you, I am also excited to wear Uggs again. I just love the vibe of wearing slippers outside. I don't know why, but I just think it's so cozy and comfy, and I'm excited to like get 
dressed up for fall and and go to a coffee shop in a cute fall outfit with my little Uggs or Birkenstock clogs on. So excited, as we can tell. But my next fave has been the YSL Lash Clash Mascara in brown. And I think that brown has definitely been more of a summer thing. The brown mascara just adds such a lighter feel to my makeup. It feels like I'm not wearing as much mascara. I just think it's softer, a little bit more feminine, especially on the days where I want to have no makeup makeup. And I don't know if I've already mentioned this in an episode because it has just been a fave this whole summer. But if I have, that's how you know it's a real fave because I mentioned it twice without even remembering that I mentioned it. And then my last fave has been the Bloom Lavender Latte Blend. I have recently been having it as like a little afternoon drink, especially if I'm not having coffee or anything caffeinated in the mornings, or if I just want something to sip on like mid-afternoon. I love making up a little iced lavender latte. I think it's so soothing and relaxing, but also helps with like that midday crash as well, even though it doesn't have caffeine in it. It might be just a mental thing or a little bit of placebo effect, but definitely making this latte blend in the afternoon has helped me get through the rest of my workday if I'm feeling a little bit of a crash. But let's finally get into what you guys have all been waiting for, spilling today's tea. We are chatting all about fall routines, fall motivation, some night routines and reset, Overall, just giving you guys all of the fall motivation. Fall definitely brings a back around back to school season, but we are not talking about school anymore. So whether you're going back to school or not, there is no school in this episode. I do not want to think about school as much as the back to school season is coming up. I feel like I had my little week, week and a half moment of that back to school urge, but I don't want to think about her. We're just thinking about fall right now. Fall is definitely a cozier, a little bit more lethargic season. We start wearing sweaters again, lighting more candles. We don't go out as much. And I really think that our routines should reflect that. I think that I focus a lot more on my night routine when the weather starts getting a little bit cooler, the sun starts setting a little bit earlier. So the first thing we're going to chat through today is setting your night routine up for success and some healthy nighttime habits. The first thing when it comes to your night routine is setting yourself a bedtime. I cannot stress this enough. This fall, girls, we are having a good sleep schedule. We are setting a nighttime routine. We are setting a bedtime. So mine recently has looked like being in bed by around 10.30 and asleep by around 11, 11 11.15 because my wake up has been in between 6.55 and 7.15. So ideally aiming for a minimum of eight hours of sleep, especially as women, And okay, I'm going to make a quick student note here just because I do feel like it is important to mention, but as a under 25 woman, especially a student, you need a minimum of nine to 10 hours of sleep. That's just for your proper daily functioning, your proper brain functioning and consolidation. It is so heavily important, especially with how much information you're taking in every single day in classes. 
Now, for my over 25-year-olds and maybe non-students, aiming for that eight hours of sleep is just perfect. Eight, eight and a half, that is your beauty sleep, that is your proper muscle recovery, that is overall just your brain and health rest and downtime that your body needs. And by eight, eight and a half hours of sleep, I don't just mean eight to eight and a half hours in bed. That means that amount of time of quality sleep where you are actually getting your beta waves, your delta waves, you're going through a full REM cycle. You are not awake, waking up in the night. Like if you are someone who typically wakes up a few times in the night and maybe is up for 10 or 15 minutes, then you need to arrange then you need to rearrange your wake up and your bedtime accordingly, but you need to be getting a minimum of eight actual hours of sleep every night. So I would like to say that my nighttime routine probably starts at around 7.30, 8-ish after I've finished eating dinner with a little kitchen tidy. I love being able to wake up to a clean kitchen. And while this may not happen every single night, in my ideal world, with my ideal nighttime routine, I do a quick 15 to 20 minute kitchen cleanup that includes wiping down all the counters, putting everything in the dishwasher, putting the dishwasher on if need be, cleaning out the sink, and then just putting away anything that might have been strewn around during the day or anything that just hasn't been put away in a while, whether it's on my coffee table or on my island. Overall, just taking 15 to 20 minutes to do a sweep of my mainly living room, but if I had time, I would also do a sweep of like my bedroom and office as well and just clean up anything that needs to be tidied up. After that, it is shower time, whether it is just a body wash or a hair wash day as well. Typically, after I would do a cleanup, I would hop in the shower, take a nice, hot, relaxing shower, really take time to de-stress, let all of my muscles relax, and also just feel refreshed and clean to hop into bed. I am definitely one of those people that there is no outside clothes on the bed and there is definitely no daytime clothes in the bed. So just just cleaning off all the day's grime before putting on pajamas and getting into bed is the best feeling. After a shower, sometimes I'll make a hot cup of tea. If I'm making an evening tea, I tend to lean towards either chamomile or peppermint. Whatever it is, it definitely will be herbal, so non-caffeinated and something to just soothe the system. I also love a good ginger tea in the evenings as well, but sometimes the ones that I find often are green ginger, which then would be caffeinated, so it would be a no from me for the evenings, but I love a straight ginger tea as well to just help and ease the digestive system as well. Ginger tea is beautiful. I love it. And again, like I mentioned, peppermint and chamomile are great as well because they are relaxers and they also just help to, I feel like, ease you a little bit into your sleep routine. From here, depending on what time it is, I might watch a TV episode or a movie. Depending on the time, like if it was only 8.30, I might watch a movie or even like half a movie. I'm also one of those people that will throw on a movie, stop it halfway and finish it the next night. So definitely would depend on what I'm feeling, but 
I also sometimes do a little bit of nighttime journaling or a brain dump in the evening. I find that sometimes when I wake up first thing in the morning, I don't need to or just am not ready to do like a full page of journaling and I'll just do a short gratitude. But in the evenings, I definitely have been through the day, have a little bit more thoughts and like sitting down and filling out a journal page and anything that has come up during the day. After that, it normally will be around 10, 10, 15. I'll turn down my bed, hop in bed. I love a good lavender mist spray, especially if you have a hard time falling asleep. Lavender actually helps your natural melatonin production. So if you do have trouble falling asleep, but you don't want to rely on external melatonin or other just sleep enhancers, Lavender is the best thing, whether you're just breathing it in, it's a spray, it's a lotion, whatever it is, lavender is so, so great for helping you fall asleep and having a good sleep throughout the night. From here, I'll typically read for about half an hour before going to bed. And by this point, my phone has also been plugged in and put away for a minimum of 15 to 30 minutes so that my blue light stimulation can be off and my brainwaves can start settling down and moving into sleep brainwaves. So I'll typically read again, like I said, for around half an hour, maybe a bit longer. It definitely depends on how much I am into my book. But this is kind of where my nighttime routine ends. So whenever I'm finished my book, I will put on a hand lotion, put on a little lip mask and call it a night. Obviously, every night does differ a little, but in an ideal world, this would be my ideal everyday nighttime routine that helps me have a good sleep and also keeps my consistent sleep schedule and overall is just aligned with my healthy habits. While your nighttime routine definitely does not have to look like this, like I said, my number one tip and highly like you need to focus on this fall is keeping a consistent sleep schedule. It will not only help you to naturally wake up at the same time every morning, but it'll also help your energy levels and your circadian rhythms throughout the day as well. When it comes to a fall reset, I definitely think that the transition from summer to fall is one of the bigger ones that comes throughout the year. Like, yes, you have winter to spring and then spring to summer, but arguably, I think that that transition going back to school, back into regular work hours, and just overall from the warm summer months into something a little bit cooler and cozier definitely is one of the bigger transitions. And so when you're thinking about your fall reset, I love planning my goals and sitting back down and going, okay, there is three to four months left of the year. What ideally can I complete and what goals can I accomplish for the rest of the year? So I typically will look back on the goals that I set at the beginning of the year and set some final deadlines and goals for myself for the coming months and the rest of the year that are aligned with those goals that I set at the beginning of the year. I typically do two to three checkpoints of my yearly goals throughout the year, and it's around each quarter or each half year. So sometimes it's around March to April, and then again around July, August, and then again now around September is kind of my last check-in for my yearly goals. 
but sometimes I'll set some new goals that are kind of circulated around my big goals for the year. Or maybe if I had some new goals or new things that I want to accomplish that are still kind of sub goals of my original big goals, I definitely plan those in to this reset for the fall. I also think that this time of year's reset is a bigger one because I feel like my house definitely gets a big refresh. The winter and fall seasons are one of the only times that I really redecorate or just spice up my house a little bit. I love adding little pumpkins for the fall and then again in Christmas I change up my house. So in my fall reset, I love putting away any of my summer candles. I grab out those fall scents, anything that's like pumpkin, warm vanilla, spicy, you know, those vibes. I love having fall candles throughout my house. And I also find that even my decor switches up a bit. As I mentioned, I love putting pumpkins around, but sometimes I'll even switch it up and add some more warmer and brown tones. My living room is definitely on the turquoise side. I have some furniture pieces that are just more colorful and bright, but at this time of year, I like adding some warmer tones and just overall making my spaces feel cozier. My bedroom is pretty neutral with whites, but this time of year, I change my comforter to a burnt orange just to really get in. In the fall mood and this is the second time that I'll be doing this I bought an orange comforter for the first time last year and it just makes my room feel so cozy and so fall as you can tell I am absolutely a fall girl like fall just brings out all of the colors in me most of the year I am a die-hard neutrals minimal white gal but throw me in fall and I'm like give me all the oranges give me all the warm tones. I just love it all. Another thing that I do in my fall reset is change out the soaps as well to more fall scents. There's just something about having scents for each season that I really love and also I think can really help you in that transition period. Just having comfort scents and things that you can rely on if the world is going a little bit crazy or you have big changes coming in your life. I find having these little consistencies, even if it is something as simple as like a hand soap that you always change out during the fall season to bring a little bit of comfort. For example, if you're someone going off to university and it's your first time being away from home, but maybe there is a fall soap that your mom always puts out during the fall season, or maybe it's a fall candle, or maybe it's something that she bakes. Just doing that, I think, to bring a little bit of consistency back into your routine that might be so different from what you're used to is something that I also really love doing in my fall reset, or if I'm going through, like I said, this is definitely one of the bigger transition seasons. So just something to kind of bring in that consistency. And then the last thing that I do for my fall reset is always a big deep clean. I find the summer is always very busy and I am typically doing smaller little sessions of cleaning here and there, but I always take some time late August to early September to do a full apartment deep clean, cleaning literally everything in sight and also doing a little bit of a closet clear out, especially if you're someone with a seasonal wardrobe that switches your closet from say spring, summer to fall, winter. Going through some of those older clothes, maybe if there's sweaters or things that you need to get rid of or just don't really wear anymore. And sometimes even doing a little bit of a closet makeover, maybe grabbing a few new sweaters for the fall is also something I love doing. 
The next thing that I wanted to talk about is staying active into the fall season. I definitely think fall and winter are more lethargic seasons. So just keeping in getting your movement in and those steps is so important, whether it's steps on a treadmill or steps outside if you have trails near you and it's still warm enough out. I am definitely someone that will still walk almost everywhere in the winter. It might be cold, but I will put on a winter coat, put on some boots and still go for a walk if it isn't like absolutely freezing or mucky out. But another thing that I love in the fall is slower movement, starting my mornings or ending my nights with a little bit of yoga or a slower Pilates that's not as intense but just keeping the body moving, whether it is slow movement or if you do love a good spin class or a good weightlifting session, I still keep to my regular weightlifting sessions in the winter, but I just find in the summer because I'm outside so much more, I definitely am way more active between walking and biking and just more movement in general that I do try and continue that throughout the fall and winter, but those extra bits of movement definitely look a little bit slower and are more in home on a yoga mat style movements. The last thing that we are going to chat today is some healthy fall meal inspo and some healthy recipe inspo for the falls. Overall, just some foods and meals that really are inspired by autumn and more of the foods that are abundant in the fall. I am such a fan of soups. I don't care what season it is, I will be having soup. But in the fall, I make way more homemade soups and they are so easy as well. Some of my favorites and go-tos are butternut squash, of course, is a fall classic. I love a roasted acorn squash and roasted red pepper, which is also super easy, just roasting your squashes and red peppers in the oven or a classic homemade chicken soup as well, filled with celery and bay leaves and carrots, more of a brothy soup versus the other two are definitely more blended soups. But soups are a great way if you fill them with garlic and other immunity boosters to keep your health high in the fall seasons when cold season comes back around with back to school. And overall, it's just a lot easier to pick up sicknesses in the colder months. Soups are one of my favorite ways to get in a little bit more immunity boosters. I am also a big fan of pumpkin, so I love that fall brings back around everything pumpkin and pumpkin spice. I love a good pumpkin pie oats, whether it's baked oats or just putting a little bit of pumpkin puree in my oats while I'm making them traditionally. You can also do this if you make microwave oats, just stir in a little bit of pumpkin puree before you put your oats in the microwave and just adds a little bit of extra flavor and a little bit of something else as well. But of course, adding some cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and all of the pumpkin pie spices. It's just a great way to spice up your oats if you are a pumpkin person as well. If you're not a pumpkin person, the alternative version would be apple pie oats, which I typically do a little bit of like stir fried apples with cinnamon and all you need is a little bit of water until they get a little bit of mushy before adding your oats in. And I think it's a great alternative because I know lots of people are not pumpkin people and they just can't stand the taste of pumpkin. So that is another option as well. 
I also am definitely a salad person, but I find in the colder months, I tend to lean towards warmer salads. I love a good lentil warm salad with some roasted kale, roasted eggplant, definitely a great alternative to a typical cold salad. Last up, we have a classic pumpkin spice homemade latte. I like doing these both hot and cold, but the key is just a little bit of pumpkin puree, and then whether you're using milk or coconut cream, I also find is really good, or oat milk, just blending it into your milk before putting it over your espresso or coffee, or if you're frothing it, blending it in before you froth it. I also sometimes add a little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg as well, just to like give it a little extra hint of spice, but that is always my key and then adding a little bit of maple syrup as well for my sweetener but that is all that I have for you guys today I hope you got a little bit of fall inspiration and fall motivation and I don't know how many of you are as excited for fall as me I know so many people are not fall and winter people but I personally love this season and everything that comes with it, but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and I am wishing you a beautiful back-to-school season. I know you guys are all going to kill it if you are going back to school. You're going to do amazing. Just remember to breathe, and you got this, and especially if you're going into first year, take time to really take in all of your surroundings and fall semester, fall on a campus is honestly one of the best things. It's so pretty and I think that I have always correlated fall and school, so definitely enjoy it while you have it and just experience all that there is to experience. But if you guys have any topic or guest requests, you can always leave them at thehealthcafe.co or message us at thehealthcafe.co on Instagram. But I love you guys so much and you will all hear me in the next episode. Bye. Bye.